Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to our Football Fridays bonus episode of Clee Talk presented by FenleyRoadSports.com. I am Bob, your host. I'm hanging out talking Cleveland sports and particularly on Football Fridays talking a uh, little Cleveland Browns football, uh, getting you ready for the weekend. I'm talking those sports with my older brother, Chris. Chris, what's going on, my man? Not much, Bob, and I do apologize. On our main podcast, I forgot to wish you a happy birthday. It was your birthday on Sunday, <laughs> and uh, it's okay. Happy birthday, man! Did you uh, party it up over the weekend? Uh, I d- I did my fair share celebrating my birthday for sure. Um, but the day itself was pretty chill. Um, thank you for everyone that's that's wished me a happy birthday. Um, hope it's another good year. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure it will be, especially for our podcast. Yeah, yeah, I hope so, for sure. <laughs> All right, so heading into week four of the NFL season, the Browns, of course, are 0-3. Um, you know, it started off week one, just a normal loss, and then you had a typical Browns loss in week two, you know, blowing a 20-point lead, and then you had a classic Browns loss, uh, missing three field goals in Miami, a game that they really should never have been in a position to win, but they were there in the position to win it, and they they blew it. Now we got a, a game against the Washington Redskins. Um, one and two uh, is the Redskins record. Um, a lot of people circled this game because it would be Robert Griffin's return to Washington. Uh, we know that Robert Griffin obviously is not going to play. He's injured. Um, Chris, w- w- what are your general thoughts on this game? W- what to look forward to? Uh, any, any bright spots heading into week four against the Redskins? Yeah, and this reminds me of 2012 where everyone circled this game because it would be Robert Griffin's uh, uh, first game in Cleveland, you know, after Cleveland lost that bidding war with uh, the you know Washington to, to get RG3 with that number two pick. And it turned out that was spoiled because Kirk Cousins started that game because RG3 <laughs> was hurt the week before. So RG3 has not played in this game despite his two chances to. So... Uh, it's kind of uh, unfortunate that that storyline never materialized. Well, I- I'm not crying about it in 2012 because we all know how that would have ended. But this year, it would have been kind of cool. Um, but no, I mean, you-, you look at this game and you're looking at a Washington team that's a little inconsistent. I mean, their losses are to Pittsburgh and Dallas. So those are not losses that are, you know, things you should be ashamed of and they stepped up and beat the Giants who looked like they were the best team in the NFC East so Washington's got some playmakers on offense they've got a really good quarterback in Kirk Cousins who I know has struggled a little bit this season but I'm I'm confident that he's going to get things together as the year goes on um, the, the key for me here Bob is we talked about this in our main podcast the Browns showed growth even though they lost to Miami. And I think that as long as the Browns' young players continue to show growth, um, I like to see Cody Kessler, how he performs in Game 2 of his development. Can Terrell Pryor continue to become this star that he's starting to grow into? Because, man, he's having one heck of a start to the year. Um, Some of these other guys as well, and especially the run game in Duke Johnson, Isaiah Crowell. Be nice to see them establish some consistency in the running attack that they're they're starting to grow into the last couple of weeks. So, uh, a lot of positives to take away, even though it was a very crushing loss. uh, But that's nothing we're not used to here in Cleveland. Um, So I'm I'm encouraged I'm, I'm more optimistic this week sure. than I have been the last two weeks because the last two weeks man can't even get out of your game 
with your starting quarterback intact. At least they did that with Cody Kessler. Now let's very true. Let's try to snowball and see if we can build something off of these two very close games that we've had in the last couple weeks. No, the, the, the very valid point. You know, growth is definitely growth and improvement is the motto of this Browns season of 2016. So even if we don't come out with a W, let's see if we can build off of that uh, week three loss against the Dolphins. Um, just imagine how how huge Jackson could have that offense purring if the right side of that offensive line could perform just a little bit better. Um, so it, definitely uh, looking for that that offense to improve in in all facets, like you said. Um, on the on the flip side, um, the Redskins are sneakily a, a very talented offensive team. Um, they don't have much in in the run game. Matt Jones um, isn't going to to bust a whole bunch of uh, long runs a, a, against the Browns, and the Browns have been uh, for for them very good against the run. For for the rest of the league, just average and solid, but a, a marked improvement against the run. And the Redskins don't really offer any intimidation in running the ball but where they're sneakily good is their receiving core um not they don't have a true number one guy but they have a core of deshaun jackson jordan reed at tight end jameson crowder pierre garçon and vernon davis as your backup tight end those five really reliable guys um that kirk cousins can throw to and i think kirk cousins also is a kind of an underrated quarterback in the league so the Browns, their weaknesses in the secondary, uh, Kirk Cousins has weapons available to them. They're going to throw the ball a lot because they just don't get a lot out of the run game. Can the defense, uh, you know, stop the air attack and can Ray Horton apply pressure against Kirk Cousins? They weren't really able to get a lot of hits on Tannehill. They got some very timely pressure in some key situations that led to a pick six and led to that strip sack fumble at the end of the Dolphins game. Um, but they weren't able to consistently get to Tannehill. Can Ray Horton dial up that pressure and find ways to get to Cousins and disrupt his timing with that talented wide receiver core? I think that's the big question of the week. Browns quarterbacks have been sacked a total of 10 times so far. RG3 sacked three times against Philly. Josh McCown three times against Baltimore. Cody Kessler three times against Miami. Even Terrell Pryor was sacked once. Uh, You see what I'm getting at here, Bob. I'm glad you mentioned that offensive line because it has been a bit of a problem for the Browns. That is something they definitely have to improve on. But offensively for Cleveland, I'm actually looking at the passing game because the uh, Washington was hit with some bad injury news. D'Angelo Hall could be out for the year. Uh, Brashard Breland also got dinged up. So they're missing some key players in their secondary. Um, I'm looking for Terrell Pryor and some of these other wide receivers to start stepping up, and and hopefully Cody Kessler can take advantage of what looks to be a Washington secondary that might not be at full strength. So um, that, that I think is going to be key, um, and I think that that hopefully will help Cody Kessler in his second game uh, you know, have a bit, a little bit easier of a time to uh, get acclimated to the NFL. Who, I mean, he looked fine against the Dolphins, but it's always better to have, you know, I'd rather be playing a team like Washington than, say, a team like Houston or Denver in week two of uh, Cody Kessler's development. Very true. I, I think the Miami game was a big confidence boost for, for Kessler in particular and a lot of those young guys that stepped up. Um, let's see if they're able to, you know, go against another comparable opponent in the Redskins and are they able to continue that success uh consistency is a, is a key part of it so if they can exhibit that uh, for two weeks straight you know the Browns will be in, in great position for the future um yeah there's potential for for Cleveland to win this game Chris um are you going to go so far as to change your mind and think that 
the Browns are going to finally get their first win of the season in week four? No, I'm not. Uh, I think that they will still <laughs> lose this game. Um, it's in Washington, so that's big. Um, though they did look good on the road in Miami. Uh, the other thing, Bob, we, we don't talk about special teams much, but uh, you know, I know we had the big debate on our main podcast about Cody Parkey, but you're right. He did miss three field goals. That's a huge contribution to the loss. And then the week before, special teams cost him with the block PAT that come, came back to bite him late in the game. So special teams have really not been the Browns' strength this year. I think we both would like to see them go through a game without having a giant special teams gaffe. Yeah, if you're if you're talking about special teams post uh, post game, uh, <laughs> it's probably because the it's probably because your team lost. Um, you don't really talk about them unless you have a kick returner. You know, Devin Hester returns two touchdowns in a game or something like that, it's or a blocked PAT. Yeah, yeah. So um, how about we go uh, to next week's podcast on Monday, not talking about special teams for the Browns? That'll be a good sign and a, another step on the Browns' train of improvement certainly so i am not picking them to win are, are you picking them to win oh no I, I i don't think so i think um i think week three was a high for the browns in, in the start of the season i think week four will be kind of a come down and uh yeah i, I say this for a lot of these games and i'm going to continue to say it. i think it'll be close because the browns appear to be well coached but there's just gonna be too many mistakes uh too little talent and, and the redskins are going to win this game I, I am encouraged that uh, you mentioned the coaching. I think the coaching has been very strong. I, I do think the Browns can develop into something. You're seeing flashes, and, and I think that's encouraging. And you are seeing some improvements. So so I'm encouraged, but I just don't think they're yet, there yet. On the road in Washington, a team that just got some momentum beating New York in, in a very dramatic way. Uh, I do think Washington will take care of this, but uh, you're right. I do think I think the Browns can keep it close. I, I do think the Browns can keep it close. And, Bob, talk about this, man. Three road games out of your first four. Kind of a tough start to the season in that regards as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's For a young team like that, that's not a good way to start off. But um, I, I know that they're potentially 0-3 on the road trip, but I think it's been an impressive road trip for them considering what little we expect out of them. And my motto for the Browns this year is keep your expectations low and you will never be disappointed. And, and that's where I'm at. So, uh, look, improvement's the key. We've been saying it all year, and hopefully we continue to see it in week four. And maybe that improvement will translate to a win. I, I, I certainly hope we're both wrong, but uh, it just doesn't feel like it's time yet. But, hey, there's another Football Friday in the books. Come back every Friday. We will preview the Browns' upcoming matchup for the entire season and then uh don't forget about our main cleat talk podcast every week through fenleyroadsports.com you can subscribe to this channel via itunes search fenley road sports click cleat talk and hit subscribe if you enjoy our podcast or you can just go to fenleyroadsports.com click the itunes icon and hit subscribe and of course follow us on twitter and the and pin excuse me instagram uh via fenley road sports uh, but until next week we'll be back with more uh football Until then, go Browns. All right, I'll see you, Chris. Take it easy, Bob.